Welcome, everybody, to the Chaos Engine podcast. Uh, we are going to be doing Delta Green, and uh, we're going to name our Delta Green series the Dark Thought. So, uh, or Dark Thoughts probably would be better. Uh, you know, let's add that S on there so. and make it multiple types of thoughts <laughs> instead of just one. Um, yeah, so thanks for joining us here. Uh, my name's Chris. I'm going to be the handler for this here uh, show, at least uh, through season one, or probably season two and forward. But we'll see. Maybe we'll switch it up at the point. We don't, we don't fucking know. We don't really have a full plan for all of this. We're just throwing everything together here. I um, want to warn you guys off the top right here before you introduce everybody that the audio quality for episodes one and two are going to be slightly below everything going forward. Uh, we recorded the first two episodes, and then while listening back to them, decided that we probably should get a better audio interface so that we all can be at the same level and uh, quality. And so we did that, and we should have waited, but we didn't because we're dummies. Uh, but now we're here, and you know what? We're going to make the best of it. So let's go around the table and introduce our players, and yeah, give yourself a no, just say your name and hi. <laughs> Or some sort of form of greeting. I don't know. I don't want to tell you live your life, but Tyler, hi. <laughs> I'm Misha, and not being clever right now. So next, yeah, happens to the best of us. Skippy to be Bob. Uh, this is Cody. I'm chuckle fuck number three. That's from a previous cut. You won't know what that means, but there it is. Jake, hi. hi. Um. <laughs> stealing from me already <laughs> i just thought it was clever like we said we're, we're gonna be playing delta green here if you we're gonna assume that you know what delta green is going into episode one if you don't go listen to our episode zero where we create characters kind of build them from scratch and then i give kind of a brief breakdown of what the rules are and that will kind of help you get caught up to speed and then you could jump into episode one and kind of have a semblance of what the fuck is going on um this first arc is going to be based off of music from a darkened room so if you've run it before I, I've changed a couple things here and there that might make it a little bit different for you but now you get to see how another group ran it so uh, you can experience their terrors along and compare what your group went through so with that we're going to jump into the episode so thank you again for listening and we'll see you all next week fade up through the floor in a dormitory hallway as we hear a muffled buzzer of an alarm clock echoing from a room. Um, our camera slowly follows the hallway as the buzzer grows ever louder and we slowly stop in front of room 1206. We enter through the door into a room with two split beds and we see a hand shoot out from underneath the covers and turn the alarm off. Misha, what does this character look like? My character is a very young FBI trainee. Uh, she's very small. She's uh, about 5'2", has shoulder length, blonde hair, always sleeps in uh, sweater and sweatpants because she always gets cold. <laughs> uh, she has green eyes and freckles and uh, kind of just always, uh, uh, she's just one of those people that just never has smile lines. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Um, so we see Agent Agnes look over at her roommate see that she's still deep asleep uh, she rolls out of the bed she has on her sweatpants and her hoodie 
the hoodie just simply says FBI on it. We cut to the sound of running and heavy breathing as Agnes is running down a trail that snakes through the woods. Uh, her headphones are in and she's concentrating on the tasks that she has to do for the day. What music do you think she's listening to as she runs? What gets her pumped? Get her juiced. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of imagine like old school rock. Okay. Just, you know, like nothing, Boston? Yeah, just right. like nothing special. Just kind of like, you know, it maybe has a cassette player because she's retro like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I mean, Boston's first album is flawless. There's not a bad song on that. So. <laughs> Facts. That's 100% true. <laughs> uh, we cut the various scenes of Agent Agnes in classes. We see her sitting in a cafeteria eating, you know, whatever food they've provided while she's flipping through some books when her cell phone chimes. Um, Agent Agnes, she looks down at her phone, sees that she has an email. You want to check your phone, Misha? <clears throat> Do I actually have an email? I do have an email, but it's oh not from you. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Immersion, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that just happened. So Agent Agnes knows that this is her call. We see her go to a room. She starts to pack her bag. Uh, and she, you know, starts to, you know, get an email draft set out to send to her teachers. When another email pops up and tells her that her absence has been excused. Oh. We then cut to her standing outside of her school as a cab pulls up to take her to the airport. We fade out. That's so fucking dumb. We next hear shots ringing out, and we pan down uh, on a row of targets. A long awning coming into view. Dividers separate the space space underneath the awning into dozens or so individual stalls. Maybe half of them with occupants firing down range at irrelevant intervals one of these stalls two men are yelling loudly uh, over the gunshots even though they and they have earmuffs on it says look all i'm saying is that it doesn't make any goddamn sense henry what's the point of tricking people that the earth is round <laughs> the other man fires his pistol hits the middle of the target and makes a dissatisfied frown before turning to look at the first man because they don't want you going past the edge where they all live Okay? (laughs) They got a good out there. It's basically paradise. The first man is rubbing his temple, closing his eyes. Clearly, he's heard the similar thing from before. God damn it, Henry. You told me... You just told me that the Illuminati were mole people. Why would they need to live past the edge of anything? They can live underground. I didn't say they were mole people. I said they got a whole network of underground bunkers that they're going to hide in when China launches the nukes. That's why I'm building the bunker in the back of my place. He takes aim at the target again. You should start yours before it's too late. He fires off another shot, this time hitting the target dead center. The first man lets out an impressive whistle. You're a decent shot, but you're so goddamn stupid. <laughs> He's cut off by another man walked past their booth, carrying a box with two different handguns, several small cases of ammunition, and a couple target sheets and is setting up down to the next stall. He, uh, solidly built man, uh, still in his prime, uh, but his graying, short-cropped hair has initially led uh, one to think that he's older than just what he appears. I mean, he's approaching, like, his 40s, you'd say, Tyler? Yeah, out there. Okay. Approaching. Yeah. Uh, and we hear him go, uh... <laughs> the guy looks over, he's like, Hey, Levi, 
you hear this new shit that Henry's on about? What, what's Agent Strauss look like? I know we kind of got that description, but... Well, uh, he's wearing like a gray t-shirt. Okay. About 5'9", 5'10"-ish. Okay. Mentioning looks still still in his prime, yeah, but I mean, definitely looks a little weathered, like he's seen some shit. Yeah. He's uh, played by Henry Rollins. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so he's got a black flag t-shirt on, I would say. <laughs> uh, but he kind of like... <sighs> and leans back across the partition... Which new shit are you talking about, Roger? Is this the flat earth bullshit or the mole man crap he read last week? Uh, Henry sets down his handgun that he's firing and begins tugging at the pulley to bring his target back to him. I didn't say the Illuminati were mole men. I just said they got tunnels to live in, goddammit! Uh, Agent Strauss smiles, seeing he clearly is hitting her. He turns back to the box he brought, pulling out a handgun and a magazine, and sending them in front of him. It's like I said, Henry. You can say whatever dumb shit you want as long as you keep paying me money to shoot at my range. He loads a magazine in, raises the handgun in front of him, and fires off a single shot. It hits slightly to the left of the corner. He furrows his brow, adjusts his aim, and fires another six shots at regular intervals, each one piercing the target nearly dead center. By the time Strauss empties the magazine, Roger has pulled his folded-up target sheet in his pocket and carrying it to Henry's. Who's bragging he hit more shots dead center despite having been there's more holes like on the outside but he got more in the center so he clearly is better than the other guy um they're still yelling at each other over gunshots in the background and levi pulls up his target waves it towards both of them no holes in his target wider away from the center than his first shot don't be too hard on him roger he's got about as much sense as he does aim it's kind of waving aiming at his <laughs> the other target i don't know where you picked up this flatter bullshit henry you know I've been to the other side of the world. It's a sphere, you idiot. He pins up another target and pulls it down range into place, then loads a new magazine into his handgun. But I will give you this much. He takes aim at his target. I've seen enough deep, dark caves to know we don't know nearly as much about the world as we think. He feels the familiar buzz in his pocket, indicating that he's got an email. Checks his phone and sees a familiar email that... He knows it's time for a mission, and we fade to black. Oh, shit. A blue jay hops from branch to branch, tweaking its head, looking for any sign of movement on the ground. Something that can snatch up for an early morning snack. Uh, beneath it are blue avian friends. It's a small log cabin with a small satellite dish on top of it. Uh, there is wires running all around the property. We see that there's a small shed kind of set off to the side that has cords and cords of chopped wood. Behind this uh, shed, there's a chicken coop. Um, and kind of sitting in the driveway is an old beat-up Jeep. Uh, some would call it a relic, but uh, Eustace knows that it's reliable. And best of all, it's easy enough to work on if something goes wrong. That's kind of the problem with these newer cars, is everything's so compact in there, you can't get your hands around them. You need a classic car that has a bigger engine hole to get your hands in and fix things when they go wrong. Uh, surrounding the property are solar panels that are used to power most of the security cameras and trail cams positioned around the property. I also think there's like a generator there probably, uh, but he tries his best not to run it as often as possible because, you know, you gotta go get more gas. Um, Inside the cabin sits a man sipping some pressed coffee and scrolling through his emails. Uh, Cody, what does this man look like? 
Uh, yeah, Eustace Finnegan. Uh, he's he's 35. <clears throat> he's got that look that's like both low tech and high tech all at the same time. It's like cabin <laughs> meets cyberpunk. Um, yeah, he's got a scruffy beard that he tries to keep, you know, kept, but not doesn't do a very good job. And he's just got that wily look in his eyes. That's it. You don't. Uh, that's no better way to describe it. It's just wily. All right, all right. Uh, we see Eustace scrolling through his emails, looking at the various assignments that he has from different gigs. Some on the up and up, and others, well, not so much. Uh, but such is life in the gig economy, am I right? Uh, Eustace snaps his head to the side suddenly, seeing movement on a camera positioned uh, that's basically on the edge of his shed facing the forest. He wheels over to that area, kind of rewinds a little bit, and sure enough, he sees a large black object, maybe a small black bear, that seems to have shuffled along the side behind his shed. We see Eustace get up. He walks to walks towards his front door, opens up the closet next to it, and pulls out a shotgun, checks to make sure it's loaded, and slowly makes his way outside. Uh, he knows where the bear's heading. He's going to take a peek at his chick coop. <laughs> so we see him kind of in his mind. He's like, I don't want to kill this bear. I'm just going to do my best to, to scare it. Maybe a good shot near it should spook it. We see him slowly creeping along, doing his best to keep the crunch of the gravel to a minimum. He gets to the corner, kind of takes a deep breath, pops around with the shotgun raised, and there's no no bear whatsoever. We see him kind of whipping around, checking the area, nothing. We see him kind of, all, all that's there is, you know, the chicken's just pecking at the feed that's on the ground. We see Eustace walk to the area, he's checking for tracks, but again, he doesn't see any. There's no bear, no bear prints, no nothing. Uh, we see him just kind of shaking his head as he makes his way back into the cabin. He sits down at his computer, and there's a new email. And uh, he sees it pop up on his screen, and he knows the drill. We fade out from that scene. Word. Lastly, we open up in a large meeting room at the Hilton Gardens Hotel in Beaverton, Oregon. It is packed with uh, officers and federal workers. Most of them have had their lunch, and they've settled in for the, the main event of the evening. Agent Duffy. On the stage, a man calmly covers the area, uh, pacing back and forth, pausing every so often to make a hand gesture, or maybe share an antidote about something that he's had in his past. Uh, what does this man look like, Jake? Um, he is taller. 6'3", six, 6'4", six, uh, bigger guy with gray hair older in his 50s he's about 55 um and he is in a bright red sweater that has like a pocket logo of his um his college mascot okay there yeah and um and like khakis (laughs) keep it casual yeah uh Behind the man, projected on a screen, is a slick PowerPoint that concisely breaks down his speech in the bullet points. Agent Duffy never once stops to read what is directly behind him on the screen. He's given this speech too many times to count. Hell, he could probably recite the speech in his sleep if he needed to. Every pause, every opportunity to make eye contact with a crowd member, every antidote is there to help further his point. And just this perfectly crafted masterpiece as he does this on the stage. We see the presentation come to an end. 
the crowd goes uh, goes to a short Q and A session where we see Agent Duff is Duffy just effortlessly answer any question that's thrown at him. Uh, after a round of applause and many thank yous, we see Agent Duffy exit the stage, check his phone to text her, another one down. Love you. Now Duffy has to face his next challenge: the after party. Uh, we cut to the same meeting room now filled with tables, uh, fewer tables. Everyone there is kind of gathered around bars. They're sipping on cocktails or a beer. And we see Agent Duffy moving from group to two, group, talking with everybody that approaches him. Uh, and he's doing his best to win over the folks that have come out. Uh, he is in mid-conversation with somebody when suddenly he feels the familiar buzz of his phone. Checking it, uh, hoping to see a message from her. But instead, he finds an email and he knows what that means. We see him excuse himself from the conversation, and he calmly walks out the event center to his car. And we fade out from there. I think we would have the title screen now of, you know, like, Delta Green, or whatever we, <laughs> whatever the, whatever we call this. Um, someone want to read the email that was sent to them? <laughs> I was going to say... Uh... I, I really enjoy that you sent an email and also that it definitely looks like a spam email. Thank you. That <laughs> yeah. was my plan. Uh, <laughs> so this email has uh, says, confirming your free hotel at Red Lion Inn. And it's got a uh, little popper emojis before and after. <laughs> it says, congratulations, Mr. Strauss. We excited to present to you a new free room at the Red Lion Inn in SeaTac, Washington. Your reservation number is blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then it gives an address. There's an image. I don't know if it's just not loading for it me. It did not. It's an image of the, the hotel okay. itself. Um, it says, please arrive within 24 hours of receiving email to claim your room. <laughs> and then uh, a lot of info about the Red Lion Inn, which I'm assuming you just copied from there. Yep, I sure yep. did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you made that up. I was like, really yeah. embellishing their hotel. No, I went, uh, I went, that's directly off their website. I just copied and pasted it in there. So God, amazing. <laughs> They really yep. love their ceiling mattress that they. Uh... <laughs> I uh, I know the exact Red Lion and yeah, that's where is... I think that's where they hold us uh, NorwestCon every year yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, CryptoCon. Yep. Uh, for right. those who don't know, we are in the Seattle area. We haven't introduced ourselves, so let's go around the table now and introduce everybody before we hop into this. I really want to get that intro out of the way. So yeah. cool, cool. Um, I guess I'll start. My name's Chris. Um, if you didn't listen to our session zero, I am the handler. From here on out, um, and I am gathered by arguably my favorite. Well, I wouldn't say arguably; these are my favorite players. <laughs> I specifically got these people together to play a game because I love playing with all of them. And uh, now, hopefully, we're going to bring that magic to your ears. So, hopefully, who wants to go next? I'll go. Fucking beat you, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Jake, and I play Jim Duffy. Jim Duffy. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's mysterious. Uh, well, I guess I'll go next. My name is Tyler, and I'll be playing Levi Stafford or Agent Strauss. Uh, my name is Misha. Hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> I will be playing uh, Agent Agnes. Uh, her name is Alistair Circling, which is an anagram. Did I use the, uh, yeah, anagram for uh, Clary Starling from Sense of the Lambs, which is the character I'm basing this off of, because... I lack imagination sometimes, and I just went with it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, my name is uh, Cody, and I'm playing Eustace Finnegan, Agent Acid Flux. Acid Reflux, sorry. Acid Reflux, <laughs> Agent Acid <laughs> Reflux. That, that's Misha's. I, t I stole it from her. She's she's. That's always been her code name, but I'm taking it because I love it. It was my hacker name. Yeah, <laughs> Acid Reflux. Uh, yeah, and uh, Eustace is just a doomsday prepared guy. He's he's kind of he's a little crazy. He's all into hacking, uh, and that's that's what I'm playing. There we go. Um, yeah, so I think Misha, your character's coming from Washington D.C., so you're gonna have to get a flight. Uh, I, I'm assuming it would be booked out. Like you would get another email shortly after confirming sure. your email. Yeah, yeah. Your flight. So you probably have the farthest to travel. Um, I think the rest of you are kind of centered in the Washington area, whether it's Oregon or Idaho or Eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really. I think we kind of cut to the red lion and maybe we get like those big letters like from a, a russo bros movie that says like <laughs> red lion in SeaTac, washington uh red lion Inn is a hotel that's right off of the airport for those who give a shit uh, and so yeah i think as one by one you guys arrive you go to the checkout counter you give them their reservation number and they give you a key to a suite um as you proceed to that suite you unlock the door you see that there are four separate bedrooms in this suite it looks like they're like two suites that they combine together so like there's um i think each of the the red line suites on the corners there's like four suites that are usually two bedrooms bigger areas they kind of bought a corner one and opened the door in between um but yeah so you guys one by one arrive and you see there's a piece of paper on the table with a note telling you like which bedroom belongs to who uh, and you call the number one and once everybody arrives. Um, so three of you know each other. You are part of our cell. Our cell? Yes, that is your guys' cell. Um, I Wait, think our cell? What our cell is? Our cell. <laughs> it's a good letter. It is. In cell. Um, I don't want to go in cell. <laughs> uh, that one just felt, especially with everything going on in the country right now, I didn't think yeah. that would be appropriate. Um yeah, so you guys are part of our cell, and everybody here notices each other, except for Agent Agnes. You are, you're kind of coming into this uh, brand new, and I think the other three of you are still waiting for a familiar face to come in, um, and that would be um, Agent Agent Rutsack. Rutsack. Yes. Uh, but you guys, how long are you gonna wait? To, well, so we show up, and I, I don't believe I got... What, what would I know Agent Duffy as, like? Duffy. Agent just, Duffy. Would just be Duffy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you guys shared your real names with each other or whatnot, so I think you would just call him Duffy. Uh, yes, Duffy. I, yeah. I would not have. It would just be... I mean, Jim, maybe. Yeah, you, you can call me Jim. Jim. You don't okay. need to call me Agent Duffy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, acid reflux is a little long, so just call me <laughs> reflux. Reflux. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Duffy's like, I just don't get it. <laughs> He's a great guy, but I just don't get it. Uh, I mean, I'd, Strauss would be pretty, you know, you know, if we pull up, like, reflux, Duffy. Yeah, Jim would pull up and be like, Levi, AR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, the other guy's fucking name is AR. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh -huh. yeah, reflux. You just call him Sack. You call him Sack. Sack. Uh, yeah, I call the other guy Sack, and I call you AR. Yeah, there you go. I'll be like, you don't find it a little weird that we're assigned rooms? Why does it matter? We could just give ourselves a room. Just, Do you want to trade? I mean, not really. Yours could be more dangerous than mine. That? 
It's true. I am in it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anybody seen Rutsack? Is he running late? You guys don't see anything. Uh, And is uh, is Agnes here with us? Yeah, I think she... I don't... Oh, okay. I think... I kind of feel like you would probably be the last to arrive because you have to fly. Yeah, yeah. The rest of you guys are like in the area. It's probably a three or four hour drive. You got to fly. So. I might fly over from Eastern Washington. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But Red Lion's right next to the airport. It is, yeah. 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 So I think I think you guys are there. The three of you are there, and you hear a knock on the door, and we'll say that's Agent Agnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's Rutsack. It's always yeah. late. Uh, classic sack. <laughs> uh, and you guys open the door, and you see a, a small blonde woman there. What do you guys do? Just uh, we're all quietly. standing in the door like, yeah. <laughs> I think you have the wrong room. <laughs> we didn't call for room service. <laughs> Wait, we, we, we know her before, right? No. no. Oh, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah. She, she's okay. fresh off the press, what oh, I say. Okay. Uh, I picture, um, uh, is this like, uh, which room is this? Is it like their individual rooms? Or it's is this, this like, like a suite. So like I kind of figured the suite opens up into like a, a living room and then there's two bedrooms off to the side. And then there's another door that leads into the other suite with that's the same mirror. They're just a mirror image. So you guys are just sitting in kind of the common area or like the bedroom or living room. of One one of the two common areas. Agent Agnes, uh, this is uh, is her first um, time traveling. She's she's used to not uh, planting roots, one might say, so she travels light. Uh, I picture her having... Like a really plain pantsuit, still trying to be professional, but you know, coming off a plane, you have to be comfortable as well. So, mm. uh, she has a, a small backpack and a medium-sized duffel bag with her, something you can just easily put on a you know bulkhead in a in a airplane. Okay. And then uh, she yeah she uh, checks, makes sure she has the correct room, and then she knocks and uh, she's greeted with uh, three very tall men, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kind of looking at her and questioning. Um, and so, uh, yeah, she just is like, um, uh, hello, I believe I have the same, or the right room. Uh, my name is Agent Agnes. I've been sent here. And I got, uh, pretty sure it's the right room. <laughs> uh, Jim will stick you... his hand out. Jim Duffy, how the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get a little bit of a side eye from Strauss. Like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, and you can, you hear like a woman's voice from behind her as this hallway is coming down. It's like, let her in, boys. She's here with us. Come on. Everybody in. And you guys, if you poke your head out, you yep. see a woman that has uh, red hair that's like slightly graying. She looks like she's in her early 60s. She's wearing a purple blazer with a silver button-up shirt and black slacks. Her face is kind of, it's wider, but it angles sharply towards her chin. Uh, and she has a slightly larger than average nose. She's got small brown eyes. Uh, and you would know her as Director West. She is the person who hands out jobs to you guys. Uh, I based her off of Joan Cusack. That's what nice. I'm going for. So if you want a visual, Im- visual image. Love it. Uh, and so she kind of walks up behind and ushers ushers you guys in. She's got an envelope in her hand and kind of, you know, like, sit down, everybody. Good to see you again, Arcel. You will notice that we have a new face. Uh, Agent Agnes, this is, uh, goes around the room and points everybody out. She kind of is pausing there a little bit. Uh, well, the reason I called you guys here today is uh, I need you to investigate the death of Agent Rutsack. Um, Excuse me? And she kind of like paused a little bit. She's like, 
Agent Rutsack was found dead of suicide a week ago. Um, and we, we are in the year 2017. I should probably have cleared that by now. Um, Rutsack's real name was Arthur Donnelly. He traveled to a house in Ellensburg, Washington on... It would have been yeah, about four or five days ago. Killed himself, they believe, with a straight razor. We need to figure out why. And she's very, like, she's trying to figure out the best words to go about this. Is this the best, I mean, is this all the information you have for us? Uh, she's like, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm getting in there. Uh, and it's probably, like, October. Like, October 2017. We're going to call this one uh, Operation Iago. Say Iago? Yeah. I-A-G-O. Like the uh, Shakespeare character or parrot. Yeah, yes. Perry, yes. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> um, Who the fuck is Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah. I was just watching the Kids in the Hall skit on the new season. I still need to watch uh, it. And one of the things, like, this guy wishes that um, his bust of like, William Shakespeare comes to life. And it does, but it's just, like, bleeding profusely because like, it has no arms and, like, a stomach. <laughs> And so, like, half of it is just him, like, doing that. And then the other half is just, like, Shakespeare watching, like, Jackass and all this stuff. And the guy's like, why are you watching this? He's like, because I've never seen TV before, you fucking idiot. Go get me some food. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just made me remind me of that. Amazing. So she pauses, and she's like, we don't, we don't know why Rutsack traveled there. I mean, he's not even from the area. Uh, but as far as we can tell... He didn't show up for work at the FBI. His ex-wife contacted the Trenton FBI office where he worked and reported him missing because she hadn't heard from him or anything. Two of our two agents went to go check his office and they in his apartment the next day. Um, they found that he, he left his cell phone behind. They weren't quite sure why. Day after that, we basically worked with the cell phone provider to check his like recent like movements, figure out what's going on. We found a, a bunch of. He f would fly over to Ellensburg, Washington, to this, to this house, um, twelve twelve oh six Spooner Avenue, and we there was multiple visits over you know like a day or two. He would fly. I mean, he flew, and then he'd fly back, and then like two days later he'd fly back there and whatnot, and eventually he went over there one last time without a cell phone. So we called the agency down in Ellensburg. We called the police department and had them go check. And they found his body in the master bedroom. His throat had been slit. Um, from what I understand, the wall was drenched in blood. Um, I believe one of the um, officers described it as someone set off a bomb full of blood. Obviously, the Jesus. FBI was notified. The coroner just ruled it a suicide. Although they never found a weapon. Uh, obviously, they could tell it was some sort of razor that did it, but they, they couldn't find the razor in the house. The odd thing here is that the suicide was in the exact same location and the exact same circumstances that a young woman who had bought the house 16 months before died under. She was found in the exact same spot, the exact same, okay. exact same slice. Haunted? That's spicy. Uh, obviously, I need to get that stamp. The, 
agents checking into this contacted us and sent us in to investigate. Um, now, honestly, Rutsack had developed a reputation among his peers. He was, uh, you know, we talked with obviously his ex-wife. Um, he was depressive, obsessive, and uh, basically overwhelmed with stress. And going into his search histories and all of that, it seems like he had become preoccupied with this house in Ellensburg. Uh, now, the house has had a strange history. I don't know if he knew about the history or whatnot of it, but it seems like either he went to the house and had some sort of emotional crisis and killed himself. We, we, we don't know. But the more we dug into this house, there's, there's a string of murders and, well, suicides. Um, there's a man who shot himself and his wife. Someone tried to light themselves on fire in the house, but a neighbor came over and put it out. There's been multiple suicides throughout the years. We need to figure out what what's going on with this house. Is there something there? Is this just a string of coincidences? I, I don't know. And that's why we're sending you guys in to figure out why why Rutsack did this. Okay. Um, there, she's kind of pauses. I haven't really thought of a cover yet. I'm, I'm still trying to work that out. If you have any ideas, um, the easiest thing we can say you're from the FBI. But if the local PD hears about it and starts questioning why the FBI is still looking into authority. it, that might start. Uh, I don't know, bring you some unwanted attention. Whoa. The other thought I had is maybe you guys pose as potential realtors and you're trying to refurnish the house, and you come up with an alibi there. I'm just trying to think of a reason why you guys would be visiting that house at all times of night and in and out of there, potentially. So, Mr. Donnelly was from New Jersey. Yes. So we did cross state lines. Yep. To yeah. To go. Going to say, I mean, yeah. they did uh, rule it a suicide, so it's not like he committed a crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to. Yeah. So she's like, if you guys want to go with FBI, go with FBI. Just know he that could, they might we ask questions. Say he has a potential connection to a crime in his home state. Sure. Just whatever you He's guys under know, investigation. Just uh, make sure you have some sort of coverage or alibis or you can lead people astray as you need. I don't know if the local PD is going to come sniffing around. Just giving you guys a fair warning. Jim Duffy might be able to get a legit DEA investigation out there. Oh. He'd be like, well, well, you know, a few years back we found this house that was all the walls were laced with fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> we never found it. The new owners were going crazy, so we had to, we had to requisition the whole house. Tear it down, get it all out of there. <laughs> well, if you think that might help, I think it's uh, keep it in your back pocket. Um, and she kind of just pauses. She's like, you're going to have uh, two friendlies to help you out on this. Um, and she kind of slides you each a phone. Uh, she's like, and you, if you look at the phone, it's got three numbers. It's got a number for Director West. It's got a number for these two other people. There's Elizabeth Tucker. Uh, and she is a uh, she's a antique dealer who lives in Yakima, Washington. You can call her if you you know need any if there's anything with the house antique wise or looking into the old you know kind of stuff. And then there is Emil Yarl, who is a parapsychologist. Can you spell that for me? E M I L Y A R R O W. He's a parapsychologist. Yes, he's a parapsychologist, uh, and he is a associate professor of abnormal psychology at Central Washington University. Finally, uh, they, we have a green box at a store and more located on 819 
Dolark Lane, Unit Two Two Three Zero, that you should check out if you need. You know, there, there might be something there useful. And so you see on the phone, like that address is like saved in as a note. Cool. So uh, I don't know what uh, how long this is going to take for you guys to take a look into, but try to keep it clean, try to keep it tight, do your best to fly under the radar. Uh, you know, small towns sometimes they start asking questions when. Big city folks or FBI starts come digging around, so I would just say use extreme caution when talking with individuals, you know, leading on. But you guys, this isn't your first rodeo, so I'm mm-hmm. going to trust you. Um, well, it sounds like it might be hers, but yes. Then show her how to do it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she kind of was like, you guys have any other questions? And I- she, I think she would hand you over, um, she would hand you over paperwork that just kind of goes through, like, his, the autopsy um, photo of him just kind of the general notes that I gave you are going to be all like it up. And so there are no um, in that paperwork that's like really one wound. It's yep. right yep, on the neck? Right on the neck. Any drugs in his system? Nope. No drugs. Was uh, the wound from left to right or right to left? Uh, it was dominant hand. Dominant over. hand? Yeah. Okay. So it would have been right to left. Because okay. he was left handed? Yeah. Do we know if there was any connection between him and the previous homeowner? Uh, not that you found. Not that they have. Okay. Um, he had been doing searches of the house um, around the time that she bought it. There were you. There, they found search evidence as far back as then, like sixteen months ago. And that like but Redfin or like agency database searches or they didn't. They didn't go that in depth. They okay. just kind of looked at his like his search history, mm-hmm. and they saw him. Yeah, like looking up the property on Redfin about the time that she bought it, like sixteen months yeah. ago. So okay. uh, they even have like a f- like plane ticket of him flying out to like one of the open houses and walking it. Oh, so. I think uh, the first thing Agent Agnes would ask for is the phone that he left behind. Uh, yeah, they can give you his phone. Okay, so that would probably be the first thing she looks for. Okay, is that is that left at the uh, at his work or at home? Uh, it would have been evidence that they took from his house. So they, she's like, that's probably gonna take me a day or two to get that from him, but I can have it emailed to you once I. Just let me know where you guys are staying in Ellensburg, and I can get it sent over overnight. Did you say? That, sorry, did you say that this was on the market for that long? Like the house has just been vacant. The house has been vacant ever since um, the sixteen said sixteen months ago. The last yeah, owner, Emil. Uh, her name was Emil Yarrow. No, that's Sarah. Uh, that's that's parapsychologist. I don't believe you gave Yamila us Yamila the... Azara. Thank you. Say it again. Y a m i l l a. I S A R I, Yamilia, Isari. Uh, she bought the house 16 months ago, and then within about three days of owning the house, she killed herself in the house. Um, so, okay, and maybe it was longer than that. It could have been longer, but she wasn't in the house for more than a month before she committed this. You know, killed herself. And you said that that was that girl died the exact same way. Same, in the same, same, place. same place. Okay. Same room, everything. And then you the said master there, bedroom upstairs. And there's previous murders, but were those like you said people not murders, but people had died in this house, yes. but even before her. Yeah. But those were different ways or same way. There were different ways. Okay. Um, the ones that they were able to find out was just like headline ones, like you know, uh, a guy, yeah, like shot his wife with a shotgun, they shot himself. Um, another one was um, like someone tried to light the house on fire, but a neighbor came over and put it out, but the guy died in the blaze. Obviously, this suicide, there was another suicide of Agent Donnelly. Um, and then, um, yeah, there's 
a couple others, but you have to probably do more research once you yeah. get there to figure out all the details. It's, well, I'm kind of nervous about thinking of a, uh, a reason for us to be there. Well, I would say it draws less suspicion to be there under um, pretenses such as like uh, bombing for insects or uh, perhaps there's a gas leak. That way, when people see us there, it's all, they're helping instead of taking note of our presence. We could even try to get one of those big circus tents for right. fumigation. Maybe. But where where does... I mean, uh, so we know that uh, if you Google Rutsack. if you Google the house, um, it's right off of Second Avenue. So Second Avenue runs this way in, in Ellensburg, and Spooner Avenue is right off of it. And the house sits on the corner. It's a corner lot. Cool. So um, I can't imagine. I think that's is Spooner actually an actual. No. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say that like my brother lived in a house in Ellensburg, basically exactly right off Second and the corner lot. Yeah. Like kind of Second like that. Avenue is like right behind the Safeway. That'd be creepy. Yeah. Where's your yeah. brother? Uh, he's over here now. Um, so, do we know where Agent Rutsack was living? Uh, he was, I mean, living in his apartment. I mean, like, was he living in Washington? No, he was, oh, he was New in New Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey. Okay, then, I mean, Strauss would be like, I, I don't know if we need to go to that length. Mm. We have a perfect justification for the FBI being there. He was under investigation for a crime. He traveled across state lines and killed himself. Maybe we can figure out. Something from what he left behind. Yeah, you could say that maybe you're looking for clues there that might have been like a confession or something to his crimes or something like that. And this is like... First lesson, little lady, keep it simple. (laughs) But we also don't want to turn... I mean, the guy was an FBI agent. And he's your friend. We don't want to drag his name through the mud and Mm -hmm. say he committed all these crimes. Well, we don't need to be specific. We don't need to talk to the press. We just need one reason if anybody asks why we're there. A quick question is: uh, did, did we say this was rented to Emilia? She bought it. Oh, she, oh, she bought it. She's the, she the previous it. owner. She's the killed herself. Owner. Okay, she actually it's, owned it. Okay. And it's been completely vacant since. Okay, and didn't it get like she, she didn't, you know like the house wasn't given to one of her relatives or anything? No. I'm worried about like some ownership. No. Okay. Um. Yeah, they can't tell you like if anybody's been to the house. Obviously, no one's been in the house since because Agent Donnelly got in there. So I mean, you yeah. said that he's been looking at other houses. Um. No, he was just like just obsessed one? with this house. This house. They don't know why. He flew over multiple times. Yep. I didn't write down the timeline you said exactly, but it'd be like within a couple days he'd be there. Yeah, like, he would like fly over and then like rent a night and then fly back or spend like two days or three days. Like at one point you can see in the past he spent a week kind of just there. But you don't know what he's and doing. And he didn't buy the house. It's just that nope. this this particular visit he left his phone at home mm-hmm. and then flew apparently over. killed himself. Yep. Well, I'm already suspect because if they say it looks like a blood bomb went off, that's a little... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's only I mean, eight pints. It's, it sounds a little bit like shooting eight. yourself in the back of the head twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you hit an artery. I mean, it's going everywhere. Yeah. True. Especially if the guy knows going. where to cut. Yeah. Right there, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. The heart's just going to keep pumping until it's uh, yeah. no more left. Yeah, and... It, Pumps for like a couple minutes. Like, yeah. Then you, you poop don't. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will always defecate when you die. Isn't that just like the. I mean, you're dead. You don't have to deal with I it anymore. I feel like if you just, you loose just it up. pooped and then you die and there's nothing left, simple. it's just gas. Pro tip. Yeah, <laughs> so you gotta poop before you die and you won't poop your pants. Always be, <laughs> always be empty. Always be empty. <laughs> uh, 
Well, if we, uh, it's a child's bag. Well, if we want to come up with something complicated, we can, but I think we need to get a look at the house. Uh, something you, doesn't sound right. You guys would know that Ellensburg is like a two hour drive okay. off of, uh, from like where you guys are at. Strauss um, would be a little, a little myth that flew all the way over to, uh, SeaTac. Shows do fly. Well, yes, but he didn't know he was going an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> only fly first class wait did you really fly into SeaTac from Tri-Cities the Tri-Cities yeah. I mean it said to meet at the red line right by the airport it yeah. makes sense like a $300 <laughs> trip well, they're not that expensive gas. well gas prices right now would probably be the same For, price yeah I just let's do that in 17 gas prices weren't that bad yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. Yeah. That's, that's back true. when we asked them to cut production because we wanted the dry prices down yep. yeah. and then they never brought them back up oh sorry it's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so they'll provide you guys a car um, if you brought your car you can drive that too it's up to, completely up to you mm-hmm. uh, but they'll get you guys a room um, at one of the hotels in Ellensburg there's plenty of hotels um just pick your, uh, pick your suite. I would say probably stay more towards town. The ones, if you get to Ellensburg, um, anything kind of, if you go left off of the exit 109, those are the sketchy areas. Uh, that's like where all the truckers stay, and they're 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 not the nicest. If you go more towards town, there's nicer hotel rooms there. So okay. Well, it's October, so not a single think... fucking Airbnb though. Yeah, there's no uh, yeah. No. yeah. It's no big events. There's no parents in town. No, there's nothing. Yeah. There. I mean, plenty of plenty of vacancies. I was kind of, I'm kind of imagining this is going to be like probably two weeks before Halloween was kind of my uh, nice. my time frame. I was aiming Classic. for. Spoopy so town. it's like you know, gets darker sooner. It's still going to be relatively nice over there. It's not going to be raining all the time. Um, but yeah. All right. So you guys pile into a car. Get on the freeway. Do you guys have any chats on the ride there? Catch up with each other, or just kind of once the last silent? time we had a had a mission together? Let's see here. I'm gonna, let's roll the dice. Uh, looks like uh, I'm gonna say three years ago. Wow! Oh, okay. crap! Wow. So, yeah, I mean, Delta Green missions aren't constant. Like, yeah, you'll probably yeah. get one every like two or three years. You could go up to like five or six years without hearing anything. But three years ago. You guys had a mission, so you guys haven't seen each other in that long. Like the anticipation would kill me. In like two years, like, when's the next yeah. one? It probably just adds to your anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, a reflex. You look a little crazier than the last time I saw you. Yeah, you realize how many bears I've seen? <laughs> yeah, like, a common out there? Where, where are you living again? I mean, I haven't actually seen one, but like, they look like bears, and I go out there, and it's, and it's the bears gone. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Reflux, when's the last time you slept? Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm on, I'm doing that thing where you like sleep two hours, two hours on, two hours off, you know, that mm. kind of deal. I just get sleep when I can. It, mm. it supposedly it works, you know, optimize, you know, four, four, four hour work week kind of thing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm definitely, oh I feel like I've met Reflux. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Agnes, about the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Angel Agnes would probably just like maintain silence until directly answered or a question was asked in her direction. Um, she's just uh, 
She's not uh, one that is accustomed to pleasantries. I'll say that. How old is she again? Like she's like she's a FBI trainee, so she's okay. like twenty one, twenty two. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, wow. super young. But all business. All business. Hmm. She is same shit. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Just considering that this guy that we all knew died, I don't. I would feel like we're only talking about the case. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, let it, let's just say he was a great guy. You know, yeah, yeah. Be definitely upset. I'd be talking about why he did this. Who the previous owners of the house were. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good. I guess so. Game wise, what's your guys' first stop? Um, are you going to go directly check out the house? Do you guys want to go check out the green box first? Do you guys want to split uh, and do that? What time of day is it at this point? Yeah, um, when we get I'm going to say you guys probably met around, uh, let's say, 10 a.m. Everybody okay. got there and ready to go. Uh, I'm assuming most of you probably came the next day. Like, you went home, took it, got ready for whatever you needed to do, and then... Because you had 24 hours, so yeah. I'm assuming that the only person who probably had to travel super far was, was Agnes. Okay. So, but... We'll say you guys are going to pull in the town about noon. Cool. Um, Strauss' first thought would be like, well, if we get a hotel, we can uh, kind of find something close to town, see how far we, how far away from the house we are, and then check out this green box, I suppose. Yeah, I would say um, you know, another half an hour to get checked into the room and get everything situated. You guys are... It's about a 10-minute drive through all the tr- like you know Ellensburg it's like 25 35 miles an hour so you guys are probably 10 minutes away from the house um, to get there so uh, the green box is more the green box is probably like a 20 minute drive it's uh, more okay. um, so if you ever if you haven't been to Ellensburg Washington there is a kind of a um, out towards the free there's two entrances into Ellensburg there's exit 108 exit 109 exit 109 takes you into like downtown Ellensburg Exit 108 takes you more into the industrialized area. So I'm thinking this storage unit is kind of over on that side. Mm-hmm. Um, almost kind of by, there's a place called Perkins. It's like a fancy Denny's. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of all, all by there. Hmm. So. Yeah, um, I don't, so I'm, for the Delta Green noob, I don't really know what's in a green box, typically. Yeah, so a green box is just a storage site for things that Delta Green has found that they don't want people to have. Oh. So, like, there's typically... Um, you know, weapons or just various items there that they don't want the public to, to have knowledge of, so they stash them all around the country in these things called green boxes. Geocache. Kind of. And so if you go there, there might be something useful that you can find that might help out. Like, you might go there, there's, oh, um, for instance, when we were running Extremophilia, um, there was, like, a warhead there was like a straight up like RPG that you could use later in the campaign for some part. Uh, so there's just stuff like that. There was also like a piece of like human flesh that had been molded to like a stone. So there's just like creepy weird shit in them. And there's also just like, it could be just like a box of teeth. Oh. And there's just no explanation can to I any of it. have it? If there's a box of teeth here, you can have like it. Like low key, I want it. <laughs> so yeah, it's just... Uh, Strauss won't yeah. let it happen. <laughs> Not stays in the green box <laughs> but also like um let's say let's say you have to murder somebody because i mean you being delta green agents your job first and foremost is to contain whatever is there mm-hmm. so like i want you guys to remember that you're not playing good people mm-hmm. you're playing people so if you have to murder somebody 
and because they know too much, then fucking murder them. Like mm-hmm. I, you're not, no one's gonna be like, well, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, this is America. <laughs> you're, you're now chaotic evil. Like, yeah. No, like you're trying to save the world from being encroached upon by like elder core. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be something where you could be like, hey, we killed this person, we dropped their body off at the green box, go get it, and then yeah. Delta Green could send a team out to get the body and take them away. Well, this is America, so I mean, that probably that should happen. <laughs> The ends Uh, justify the means. Yeah, so I just want you guys to remember that mindset, that when you're playing this game, you're going to be faced with tough tasks, and you're going to have to do things that are bad, and that that is part of this game. Like, there is going to be a part where, like, you know, uh, in Extremophilia, again, I'm going to spoil it here for people who haven't played it, but, like, there's a part where you find a fungal-infested baby. (laughs) And oh, yeah. you got to decide whether you're going to murder this infant or what you're going to do with it. Didn't we kill it? You did, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We killed it. So, but I mean, that, but that, that's what. You're, so, just that's kind of the stuff you're up against in this game. Sheesh. So, um, but yeah, so you guys get the town. You know that there's a green box, and you know that there is the house itself. So, yeah. uh, Strauss would go, like after we're checked in. Like, I want to check this green box out first. We really don't know what we're going to find in the house, and I'm hoping we got uh, some support, maybe some weapons in the green box. Cause okay. I, he oh, didn't bring... that's right, because you flew. You didn't, yeah, didn't bring any guns. Didn't what bring anything. Smart idea for a soldier. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know what they're going to provide me with. I Probably like how not. no matter what, Tyler will levitate if he can, yeah. wherever he needs to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like over job. in the Tri-Cities and he's like, I think I should run. <laughs> <laughs> he flies over this Delta Green mission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so you guys are going to head that way first? Uh, that's, I mean, depends on what the the rest of them want to do, but that's what Strauss wants to do. I mean, to also check like out. two we people could go check the green box, two people could go check the house. Like, or that, it yeah. doesn't matter. Or like meet it, like two people can go to the house. Or the yeah. three of you can go to the house. And I can just meet later. I guess how many car we have one car, right? Uh, I'm assuming I brought my 2013 yeah. Jeep Patriot. Okay. Oh. Yep. Very um, specific. I'm assuming that it's a good uh, reliable car. Justice <laughs> probably drove his like 87 Jeep Wrangler. Yep. 100. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's there's three cars. Okay. Cool. Well, depending yeah. on how you want to split it up, where do you guys want to go first? We're splitting up already. Hold on. <laughs> I think I would be very interested in going and seeing the house. Okay. Okay. Agnes would be all about that house action. Okay. What about you, Eustace? What about you, Flux? <laughs> Flux. Flux. So, Flux. Uh, so uh, Director West didn't tell us anything like important in the green box at the moment, right? No. They, she doesn't know what's there. Okay. Uh, so they don't like keep a, a archive of what's yeah. there. It's just like they just have spots that random agents will drop stuff off at and stuff like that. Gotcha. So if, we just want to ch- like see if anything was put in there before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. okay, I'd probably swing by. Like, probably not that quick. I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna make a motion. I'm gonna go get some vape juice. Uh, <laughs> get, get some drip tastic. Get some drips, and then. Uh, and what then, flavor you smoking, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's strawberry. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> strawberry. No, it's just bad for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I go to the green box. Dude, it is okay. 2017, so yeah. I don't. I think people are still. Yeah, they're still heavily, heavily. Oh yeah. yeah. Fat clouds all day. I green box my car and then I go to the green box. So how about how about you and so that, that, so you and Strauss can go to the green box. I'm sure Strauss Perfect. will be fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, uh, so Strauss and uh, Reflux, please leave the room.
So Agent Agnes and Jim Duffy, you guys, I'm assuming you're probably going to take Jim Duffy's uh, Jeep over to this house. You pull up in front of it and you see, it looks like the lawn, the front yard at least, has been mowed down. Um, like, it's not super, it's more overgrown towards the house, but at least like the main lawn looks like it's been cut probably in the last couple weeks. Okay. So I, I would think that you probably assume that the neighbors have been doing it just to probably like keep appearances on the street looking good. Like they don't want that super ratty house, but you can tell there's like a clear delineation of how close they're comfortable getting to the house. Like hmm. the closer you get to the house, the more overgrown it is. So they'll maybe if the lawn's six feet, they'll mow three of it. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, um, but yeah, you guys pull up. It's probably about, yeah, we'll say close to two o'clock in the afternoon, and you're just staring at this like slightly two-story house. It's a large house. It's got like you see, there's a, a upper window, kind of there, like that you assume is the master bedroom, and yeah, you're just staring at this this house that you know one of your at least one of your your friends or fellow agents has killed himself in. Which uh, room was that? The master bedroom. Master the, bedroom. Up top. And okay. I, I'm assuming they they would have given you a handout of the. The house itself, so you would know. I'm just uh, gonna put a little fellow with cross eyes on here and make sure that's, that's the death room um, right there. A little tongue sticking out. And so, you guys, I'm assuming you approach the front door? Mm, I think I would probably take a look on the outside, the exterior. Um, while it's light out, we have a good good vision on it. Um, try to take some mental notes on if there's anything wonky going on the exterior. Um, what is your, what's your willpower score? Willpower score. Uh, says 14. Okay. Wait, wait, is that right? Yeah, WP. Yeah. 14. Okay, what's yours, Jim Duffy? Uh, 14. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so you guys, um, you know, you get up to start to walk the house, and you're like, if you walk one side, you see that there's not a whole lot, but as you get towards the front door where it's a lot more overgrown, you guys look down, um, kind of like there's some bushes. Like that. there's like some overgrown bushes up front. Like uh, I'm assuming there's kind of like a patio foray that lead into like a porch and like a, a foyer. Mm -hmm. So on the porch, there's probably like a little bit, like maybe a little bit of a walkway, like a covered awning, and there's some bushes and whatnot. And you see there's something wet behind some of the bushes, like a uh, red, and it looks like slightly wet. Okay. Um. Since uh. I would I would picture Agnes being really she's she's a very prepared person. So wait, I, I picture her having like a little tiny forensic kit okay. on her, so she would probably like take out a rubber glove and try to inspect it a little bit closer. Okay. Um, you pull away these bushes and you see written in blood is a message that says hell is me. Hell is me. I need you both roll sanity check. Okay. Let's see. That is... I mean, that's against my current yes. sanity? Yes, your current. Okay. Roll against your current sanity. You gotta roll your sanity or under. We're good. I got a 50 under 70. Okay. That's good. Okay. That's good. I got a 2 under okay. 56. You guys don't lose any sanity, but yeah, written, kind of obscured by these bushes, is hell is me written in blood. Hell and is that's me. against the house? Yeah, covered in these bushes. And like the front front door area. And it's wet. It's like looks like it's slightly wet and drying. So okay. 
slightly wet and dry. Like you can see, it's like yeah, it's been it's wow, starting so to dry up, but it, there's still parts of it that might be a little wet. Okay, so but if it's still red and not brown, yeah. that means it hasn't it's, oxidized yet. Yeah, it's still red. So do you want to look around and see if we can find what this is from? Well, someone obviously had to go behind these bushes to write this message True. rather recently. Yeah. So if it was recently, let's take more look around to see. Give um, me a search roll from both of you. Sure. Search is located alphabetically. Look yeah. at that. Search is pretty low. 44 above 20. That's a critical fail. <laughs> I got a 16 below 60 for my search. Nice. Okay. Uh, I should ask how what your score was. Yeah, sixty is enough. You don't see any other footprints around here. Okay. The only thing that the only traffic that you see is in the grass area. You don't see anything coming closer to the house. All right. Can I make a forensics roll just to see if I can see anything? Sure. Um, uh, what's your forensic score? My forensic score is fifty. Cool. That's good enough. You can take a sample. You're gonna you can run it, but you you don't know what it is until you run a sample of it. Perfect. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming your test. I, I don't know what a forensic test would come with if you test for human blood or whatnot. I don't know. How I think it would be it would. really basic. So yeah. like human blood, uh, if it had like... Well, say your kit does it. So you take a little bit of this and you put it onto your slide mm -hmm. and uh, the way that it like oxidizes... I, I, I don't know the full fucking term of this, but the more it gets broken down, um, you're pretty sure that this is dog blood. Dog blood? Oh, uh, she, of course, relays this information oh. to her co-worker. Um, <laughs> and so, you, yeah, you guys are standing at the door of this house. What do you guys do? Um, I think, like, Agnes is going to take that power stance because she thinks she did something pretty cool. So you should. So she's going to, like, hook her, hook her yep. thumbs into her belt, and she's just going to, like, start thinking. Like, <laughs> looking at the house, like, what's our next step? <laughs> so we have gone the entirety of the house. As far as you can, like, the backyard okay. is fenced in. So. Oh, um, do you want to hop that fence and go back there first, or do you want to go into the house? Uh, let's hop that fencey. Yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like... What's your guys' athletic scores? Dangle my uh, uh, hand over there and see if I can find a latch. 50. Okay. Uh, you know, give, me a, give me a luck roll. Give me a luck roll for that. So straight up 50-50. See if you find a latch. Five. Cool. You find mm -hmm. a latch, and you pop it open, and the backyard is overgrown as fuck. <laughs> like, the grass is up to your, like, almost to your knees. Uh, like, you know, the grass back here is probably like two and a half, three feet tall wow. uh, at points. Yeah, and you see there, yeah, there's a door that leads in. If you walk up to it, the blinds are slightly drawn, but it seems to lead into... Um, I should have printed myself out of maps. I don't think he expected uh, us it to looks like It looks in. like it goes into the den. So you'll see uh, at the den there's a door that looks like it leads out. So, the I mean, the blinds are slightly drawn... And whatnot, but if you peek in through there, uh, you just see there's a bunch of boxes stacked up. Looks like moving boxes stacked up in there. Moving boxes, okay. And do we know? Does this house currently belong to anybody? Nope. So someone was moving things on the inside. And it so, might have well, been you remember, yeah, 60 months ago, this person moved in. You... Oh, and then just kind of off themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So either I think you would probably think either they. No one ever came and got that stuff, mm -hmm. but you don't know enough about this person to, to know why. Okay. And okay, this is probably a silly question. There's no corpse of a dead dog anywhere yeah, to be right. seen, right? Nope. There's nothing back here. Okay. And so, okay, after another, like, 
full search, there's nothing. Nope. We're, okay, so I'd say we're good to go. I would say uh, the next step Agnes would take is to see if any of the neighbors have any indication from the outside that they own a dog. Who owns a dog? They? Any of the neighbors. Like, do they have a fence yard? Do they have a doggy door? Do they have uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can hear other dogs barking around the neighborhood and stuff like that. Okay, so well. there's no indication that, like, whatever dog this is was, like, housed nearby. You, like, I don't think you'd be able to figure that out. Yeah, okay. I don't think you'd be able to tell, like, what strain of blood, what kind of dog this came from. You okay. just know that it is a dog blood. It's dog blood. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, I would go in, I guess. Right. Um, you guys are going to push open yeah. the door, knock? What are you guys going to do? Uh, we could try to go through the den window. We need, we should probably work out, uh, an MO, why we're there before we find anybody in there going, what are you doing in here? Yeah, I'd say, uh, we are from the city and we're testing the soil samples to make sure that the house is still up to code to be for sale. There you go. Okay. It's a fucking good plan. Yeah. Okay. I'm very good at lying. Yeah. So you guys are going to go through the den door, or are you going to go through the front door? Well, let's check the den door to see if it's unlocked. It is locked. It is locked. Okay. Um, Let's see. I'd say probably just front door. Okay. Yeah. Like, we, we can... We can. How much time has passed by this point, do you think? Uh, it's probably been like half an hour. Half an hour? It's probably, yeah. So it's about 2.30 now. All right. Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't really want to... I mean, we could wait for the guys to come back with the green box, but I feel like we're wasting time at that point. Um, yeah, I feel like I, Jim Duffy is definitely like classic trainee wants to <laughs> do it by the book. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely wait for the guys. It, it would probably be safer. Yeah, just because like uh, outside's a little bit safer, especially during the daytime, but because there has been so many... Um, uh, suicide slash murders. We don't know what's really happened on the inside mm-hmm. of this house. Uh, it's probably be safer with numbers and guns. Um, okay. Yeah. With the hell is me written on? We have guns. Don't worry. With the hell <laughs> is me written on the like written on the house? Would we think that anybody is in imminent danger? Uh, I don't know if you get that. You, I don't think. I mean, it's kind of hidden on the side of the house. Okay. Here, so. Uh. And this is probably superfluous and doesn't really matter. Does Hell is Me look like it is incomplete? Like they just ran out of blood and we're nope. trying to write something They more? just wrote Hell is Me. Is it all in capital letters? No. Uh, I mean, each of the first letters is capitalized. So and capital can- H, E-L-L, capital I-S, capital M-E. Okay. And then the last question is, uh, does the penmanship have a slant, i.e. can we tell if it's right-handed or left-handed? I don't think you could. Okay, cool. No. So. Uh, would a 40 in history or a 30 in occult tell me anything about that phrase, hell is me? That's a good question. You could give me an occult roll and see, but... Okay. I have neither, or else I would help. 53 over 30. Nope. Yeah, nothing, nothing's ringing a bell. Yeah. So. All right, so you guys are just going to hang out here until the other guys show up? Yeah, we could probably radio in at some point and like ask how far they where they are if they're just like, uh, yeah. Well, from there we'd probably discern, but I think the smart thing to do is just to wait. Okay. Plus, this is like October, and so the sun's probably setting sometime around four or five. Yeah, yeah. So we have to keep that in mind. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but you give me a power roll. Power. So it'd be power times five. Ooh. Dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Roll rocks. No, dude. 98 over 70. Oh, I thought you rolled 8. 
98 over 70. That's bullshit. 18 under 70. Okay. Uh, Misha, take your headphones off and plug your ears. Okay. Fuck. Agent Duffy, you are sitting there outside of the, the house, and you start to hear piano music coming through the door. You just hear the soft keys of music. Um, give, do you have art by chance? No, it's art, speech writing, and educational writing. Uh, okay. Um, do you have? Um, I'm assuming you're a guy that probably listens to uh, music quite often. Big music guy. Okay. You know that this is uh, Moonlight Sonata by Beethoven, and you just hear the chords just softly being played through the door, um, and that's what you hear. What? And that's where we're going to end the session. Thanks, everybody. What? Dude, what? to the interior of an office sometime in the future. We see the year 2019 come up across the screen and the plaque on the desk reads Sarah Cunningham. We see an older woman in her mid-60s with red and gray hair typing away furiously at a keyboard. She looks to be trying to finish some sort of a report. She hears her phone buzz. Glancing down at the number, she replies. Director West. Director, is this a secure line? Of course, sir. No eyes or ears on my end. Hmm. How's the report on Iago coming? Well, sir, I'm just about finished with the write-up. Do you want me to send it your way when I'm done? Hmm. I think it would be best for eyes and ears only this time. Do you have time to meet? Yeah. Let me finish right up on my end. Um, should take me maybe a few more hours. Do you want to meet then? We look forward to the debrief. Shall we meet in the usual spot? Of course, sir. You always know how to treat a lady right. I'll call you when I'm leaving. Thank you, West. See you soon. Sir, one more thing. Is there something that I need to know? Uh, why is this urgent uh, that you need to get the details? Something else popped up in the area of Iago, and they might be connected. Need to hear the report to see if they are. Understood, sir. Understood. Mm-hmm.